Ladies and gentlemen, today I'm glad to have a good friend of mine, Ross Gerber, the CEO and founder of Gerber Kawasaki. It is This is not your grandmother's uh, stock brokerage firm. He uh, reinvented wealth management and financial advisor for a new generation. He's on TV almost daily, uh, giving advice on CNBC, Fox News, CNN, I don't know, ABC, NBC, all of it. He's got big opinions. He's got a lot to say. Uh, Really good guy, an awesome guitar player as well. He kicks ass on the guitar, blues, gets down. Uh, You wouldn't expect it when he's wearing his suit behind the desk but yeah good guy we're getting into the market the economy fang stocks he was an early 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 adapter of uh, social media both from a user's perspective and a consumer and also as an investor and advisor uh, we were talking Ooh, hopefully they're not coming to get you guys anyways thanks for tuning in and uh, i hope you enjoy this episode with ross gerber over the last, I'd say, I don't know, 10 or 15 years from the outside looking in, it seems like you've really reinvented how financial brokerage firms work, including really er- getting really early on social media before anyone was really using it yeah, and we really were the focusing first, yeah. on a niche. So, you know, tell us a little bit about Gerber Kawasaki and then tell us sort of what got you from growing up to getting in the financial business to developing this business. Well, it's a lot. Of, it's I a sta- lot. I, I, I started as a uh, a fairly wealthy child here in Los Angeles, and uh, you know I grew up in a certain way, and I went to the private schools, and and believe it or not, I my parents struggled to actually afford that. So I grew up with this like uh, kind of weird financial insecurity yep. because I, I lived like relate. a really good life, and on the outside, you know. We went to Aspen and all this kind of stuff, but but my dad actually kind of struggled to pay for it all. Even you know he's a dentist and he made good money, um, but you know it's kind of that keeping up with the Joneses thing. Totally and relate. Some of his that friends was, were kind of successful. And, we were the poor kids at private school, right? Exactly. And 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 you know actually until I was eighteen, I didn't think I was that well off. You know, yeah. and then I went to Penn and and I uh, I lived in Philadelphia and I was like, oh my god, you know, like. I was really well off. Well, boy, I figured you know. out when I went to public school after private school, right, and it's right. pretty clear. It's like, oh, yeah. okay. You learn We're quickly once you leave the bubble, right? Yes. It takes a small trip. Um, but that got me thinking about money at a young age because I, right. I didn't like finance. I actually abhor financial insecurity. I, 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 there, I just have this whole thing about it. So when I was like, I don't know, 15 or 16, I was like, you know, how do I become financially independent. I had a little money for my bar mitzvah. I had a few stocks and my grandfather- General um, Motors, General no, Electric. unfortunately I had Apple, wow. I had Disney, and I had IBM and a company called Viacom, which is an entertainment company. Apple? That, uh, yeah, that yeah. Ago. I've wow. actually owned Apple and Disney my whole life. I had a brief time I sold Apple, you know, when Steve Jobs left and then when he came back, We'll get into that. I um, but know. But that's what, you know that's one of my secrets to my wealth here is you know or bits of money Apple. put into Apple is, is Apple actually and <laughs> and uh, I know it. Oh, you we'll get into the, the specifics. But you've been preaching Fang stocks before they were called Fang stocks well, yeah, before people yeah. well, knew what they were or believed in what I've social media was. I've always invested in technology, so yeah. that that's kind of one of the secrets. Not, is it a secret? I mean, it's where it's you a make secret, a lot of money. Okay, yeah. I, you know, you make a lot of money in technology if you're right. 
Um, so you grow up, you have the so financial security and, and wanted to do I something. I went to college to, at UPenn to and I, I took a bunch Wharton of classes at Wharton. School. I didn't go to Wharton. I, I went to UPenn. I took a lot of classes at Wharton and, and, and I, I actually was a communications major, which ended up becoming much more my focus in a yeah. lot of ways on how oh, I built no my business. No wonder you talk so much shit. <laughs> that was your major. Uh, yeah, I was, I, I know. <laughs> so I knew media really well. And, and then I, I was lucky enough to get into the investment business. Uh, I was going to be in the music business. And I realized really quickly in the entertainment industry is just a horribly difficult industry, yeah. you know, and took me and a few I more years to figure too, that one out. you know, experience sort of, and, and I was like, I am not going into this business. So I got into investing instead. And it happened to be 1994, which was yeah. the beginning of the best bull market maybe ever. And so, um, and I was investing in technology. So this was the beginning of the internet. And when the internet was started, it was AOL, AOL. And, and that kind of You've stuff. Got and, mail. and so, yeah, I started investing in that, that stuff. Good, right? And and boy, oh boy, was it good, you know. And and so I kind of just was lucky enough to start my career at a great time. And um, and so that that went, went well. And I was running a company of like 250 advisors by the time I was 28. Wow, that's um, young to be yeah, handling that it, much. It wasn't by choice. It was like a insurrection at my company and and somebody had to take over and it was either me or nobody. And um, so, you so just, I took it over and it was still the mid nineties, you know, it was like too much money and too much greed. And so I took over the company then and, and, and fixed it. And just in time for September 11th, you know, and um, and which company was this? Th this company was called ICM, Independent okay. Capital Management. Yes, I and, remember. I remember um, when you were at ICM. And so um, then I went through some pretty tough times, you know, with the, the first bear market. September 11th was really tough. Um, you know, we it was a kind of an attack on the financial industry. And, and I knew people who died, um, not personally, but I, you know, yeah. we invested I with people who died people, and, awful. and, and it was kind of a horrible time. And most yeah. people so who are, are, who are younger today, they remember September 11th, but they weren't an adult back then and how it affected people's lives for a very long time Forever. And, and really a grim period, you know, and, yeah. and, you know, you look at times like today where things are really quite good, you know, you know, not talking politically speaking, but in real in life, general, you know, yeah. yeah. Big picture. Um, yeah. You know, it was a very tough time. And then and then I went through that, you know, you know, the mortgage boom and then bust. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I saw this whole real estate thing and. And, and I remember even talking to you a lot about that as the run up was happening. I remember that was a well, lot yeah, of that's a whole other story but, for yeah. a whole other podcast, you know, because I lived through the financial crisis. So after the financial crisis, I, I was with a broker dealer that was with AIG. Yes. And so yes. I was like front and center yeah. watching front this. row. Uh, of no, meltdown. I totally remember they, the, you know, there were certain things that happened that were just amazing at the time. And, um, and one of the things was, you know, AIG was an insurance company. And I remember the revelation like, that they had something like 4,500 derivative products in their financial, what they call it, financial products division. And we're like, what is that? And they go, oh, that's where they bet, you know, that's their betting division. And they had bet that the chances of guaranteed mortgages going bankrupt was very, very low. So you, the, the, the margin was very, very small Thin return. Margins. So they had bet like, 20 billion trillion dollars, right? Yeah. And so when they went bad, it, it was all, like an yeah, unlimited amount of loss, right? And I was like, oh, great. So you insured like how many millions of people and now you've lost more money than actually existed in the system. Yeah. So when I did that math and I knew that there was more money lost that it existed in the financial system. Is that I, true? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, that's exactly what was happening. So, you know, how, you, how, well, I'm trying to think. I know how it's do melted. You do that? Like, how, how could they? It's called Goldman Sachs. You know, Merrill Lynch or whatever. But, These firms. But literally, 
like all the money ran out literally i mean obviously it's it doesn't run out because out. the system like, doesn't work that like, way but let's how say do you have a break casino that down for our dummies like, like let's say you have a me. casino like you go to vegas and you're gonna bet uh tiger woods wins the master so mm-hmm. the odds were let's say 15 to 1. yeah um let's say a guy comes into your your casino and he says i'm gonna bet i don't know 20 million dollars yeah. 15 to 1. what does yeah. the casino say we can't cover it can't Got bet it. here Maybe we can spread it among a couple guys, but yeah, we're not we going to take cover on that risk. And that happened with the guy who bet eighty five thousand. You know, a bunch of casinos. The risk was a million bucks. He he was turned down by two sports books. So they know what their capital margin is. They know what their odds are. And especially with golf, because you have some percentage that's pr- fairly high of the win, like you make fifteen to one or ten to one you can't really cover it all versus sports betting like the Patriots versus somebody else. And then you're like changing the spread, but you kind of even out your bets on both sides. So, so if in, in investment world, the public can't just bet indefinitely, but the institutions can. So if they bet with each other and they're called derivatives um, on things, it could be anything, but it has an unlimited potential loss. Well, that's what happens. And so, a lot of people think it's really smart betting on a low probability event, so you have a low return, but you but since there's such a low likelihood of it happening, you can bet a lot of money and your chances of making pretty good, good money good it's, it's big. So if I bet ten billion dollars on a very small margin, it adds up to that I net maybe a million. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But like if it's not my money, yeah, right? It's the bank's lose. money, it's esoteric money, the the trader will make that bet. And then when that loses, it was like, oh, who's going to cover it? So it was the U.S. government. And and so anyways, you know, that's why this banking regulation, as much as they hate it, as much as J.P. Morgan hates it, and you hear about it all the time, Dodd-Frank, Dodd-Frank, and bank stocks have not done well because of this regulation because they cannot bet anymore. And and a lot of the laws that came in is is, as cumbersome as they are and as hard as it is to get a mortgage and and, and what really makes your job difficult if you look at real estate sales, for example. Like real estate sales would go up substantially just if lending had changes. Absolutely. I mean, they overcompensate. It's not even just loosening up. It's like the entire way it works now has to kind of be fixed again because they have to actually bet their own money. And of course, they don't want to bet their own money because it's a lot better betting your money somebody else's money yeah which is the way banks work so so we started our firm yeah let's get back after to the financial crisis that, um, that point of you starting gerber kawasaki which right. is so sort of i don't want to say revolutionary but it is different it, it, it didn't is exist before because we were lucky enough to start after the internet after the financial crisis, so, so the, the first the, day the bottom that we, already hit. <laughs> we, it, so the first thing was we were like the brands don't matter anymore. We, saying you're with Merrill Lynch yeah, is doesn't not matter. An this isn't your grandpa's you know? uh, yeah, Merrill Lynch, like, oh, Morgan I, Stanley, I'm at this firm and yeah, that firm. Doesn't matter. That doesn't matter anymore. Um, so we'll start our own brand. And then, and plus, we don't want to link ourselves to any other brands anymore because they all what negative, doing, yeah, right? negative. They almost killed appeal, us. Yeah. yeah, they destroyed. Literally, this. almost killed me. That was actually the only other time I had financial insecurity since my childhood was when I almost lost all my money, which I almost did, um, which was great. Lovely um, feeling, right? Wonderful. <laughs> it was. And uh, but I figured if the whole system went down, it wouldn't matter anyways, right? You know, everybody was. Everyone be starts poor. at zero. It was the Great Depression. No, the yeah. Great Depression could have happened again, and and you have to give credit to Bernanke and, and Obama. And, and Geithner and that whole group of people 
whatever they did, that mess, it ultimately worked. Yeah. So, you know, thank whatever God. Whatever levers were being whatever pulled they and whatever. Did. I think it was just pr printing lots easing, of money. Just quantitative easing. Just printing print lots the money of money. Until we get out of it. Refi, and we still are We're still that. printing lots of money. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, now they even have a theory that that's okay, which is great. <laughs> just keep printing and now it's yeah, okay. Yeah, the modern monetary theory or something where you can, it doesn't matter print if you forever. keep printing your own money because, you know, who cares? And I was like, oh, that's a great theory. You should try that for a long time. <laughs> all right, so let's get to your starting. Uh, so, at so the we end started Kawasaki, and the idea was instead of being bricks and mortar, real estate's the same issue where you have like let's say fifty offices For around sure. the country or whatever. Like, why do you have these offices? You know, yeah. it's like actually everything is about leveraging technology. So we and plus I have to manage and oversee this infrastructure. So overseeing infrastructure is a whole business. It's irrelevant of selling real estate or securities or yeah. whatever. Just like managing infrastructure. So right. like I hated that part of my job. I, and I had 15 offices at one point and I was like, I would rather like die than fly around to 15 offices Overseeing all the time. Everywhere. And then you do these meetings, you try to train people, you have no consistency. So if we put everyone in one place, one, one place. And, and, and like use video technology to reach the entire country, and now they have this incredible thing called WeWork. So you don't even <laughs> need to have offices. You can just yeah. go rent one for $100 a month and go use it as will, which I mean, is what we do. Just and, with my WeWork buddy, Michael. Oh, Michael man. Gross. The it's, the, it's it's the greatest thing for us and it's the worst thing for them you know it's i don't think it's a great business model personally well, they're losing billions but they we'll see because like see you're leasing space and then selling it by the piece that doesn't seem like a great business model to me but but i don't care it's great for me yeah and, and they do a wonderful job actually yeah, they do at, it a, at a the really community good job and, and the space the spaces so, are beautiful i mean yeah, they really so you do don't a have to job. manage the space you don't have to do anything and you can have locations anywhere but it's all about mobility so it's like how do we but leverage are you using that I mean, you we use it in San Francisco. Offices? Yeah, we have it in San Francisco. Okay, now. I didn't know um, that. Yeah, because there's so much business up there that we're doing. It's worth it. it yeah, sense. and well, it, it's totally. worth hundred dollars a month. I mean, oh, I just pay you by have the to hour. Do it. It's, yeah, I pay it's, by the hour. How many hours do you need it? Yeah, yeah. So we go up there. You want to meet us in there? You know, great. I would think um, that's a great market for San you Francisco. Guys. Is incredible. Uh, you know, that demographic would relate to what you guys do. This state is doing very well right now. When you look at technology, from LA is actually quite a tech hub now. Yeah, for but sure. up north Silicon too. Beach. I mean, the amount the amount of uh, power and influence technology companies have from California have today is you know unparalleled in history. Really, I mean, you just. I mean, the cash just on the book. The amount of it's, money, it's, yeah. It's crazy. It's but, insane. So we started the company, and then the second thing was leveraging social media. So we were the first This was company. early. What year this are we was, talking this about? This was like 10 years ago. So Facebook was still just coming off uh, being, you had to have a college email. Yeah. You know, so I was, was like trying to take. Early. Yeah, my stepfather was chancellor of UCLA, so I was trying to take his, his UCLA email to get on a Facebook, you yeah. know, and he's like, you can't do that because I'm chancellor. <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, the chancellor the chancellor is, gave is, is on, on Facebook. In. And he still refuses to go on any social media the and, chancellor yeah, hacked facebook like, i know i know i was like well you're smart you can just live your whole life and but avoid no, this nightmare people you know? don't understand if you say facebook today or you say internet today, they don't understand it didn't exist well yeah it didn't exist so we started posting on facebook and immediately regulators and compliance people like what the heck a heart attack yeah, right? and so they they start showing up and and that was about the time of the financial crisis so what had happened was aig went out of business and they fired everybody and there was no compliance officer so we were just posting away and, and it was time. like nobody. And then the lady who came in was super smart. I, I, I think when they, after they cleared out all the idiots, they brought in, because the government kind of owned AIG, they brought in some pretty good people. And this lady's like, look, and, you know, 
FINRA is asking around, they need somebody in the pilot program and you guys are the, really the only ones doing it, you know, do you want to be in this pilot program? So, so I used to have to have every post a pre-approved. And so the like government was now watching. Yeah, you it was like, how, what are the rules that we should have new for world. this? Yeah. <sighs> and, 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 you know, they're still so far behind, you know, making rules. Of course, uh, with, they always with lag. Technology. It's, it's not just that. It's also complex with, you know, DMing and all this stuff now, you know, WhatsApp and it's all encrypted and then they can't watch it. You know, mm -hmm. it's all this kind of stuff. So, um, so what happened was, and you know, we built thousands of people on Facebook the first day we posted because back then you could share something and you didn't have to pay Facebook. You could yeah. build an audience. It's like if you're trying to be like an Instagram person today, it's super hard right. because Instagram wants money. Yeah. You know, it's like that is what it's about. But when Instagram was started, you could build hundreds open. of thousands of followers because they were helping everybody. You know, they wanted that. So you know, there's there's a lot of limitations now to social media that weren't there ten years ago in building an organic organic, you know, Audience. base without yeah. having to spend money, but I'm still seeing people do it successfully. Um, and they're just more creative and, and more sure. uh, entrepreneurial in the way they're getting fans on social media. So, you know, what, what happened was then we uh, got it, I got on TV, we had a PR firm and I got on TV. Yeah. And then you know, was that through your social media? Like well, they saw was, you like, hey, we got to get our PR people because we we left and we went to this company called LPL Financial and, and we, we got a PR firm that helped us. And then we ended up hiring them. And so I got on TV because everybody can get on TV once. Um, but we and, were like, boy, we can make this content through these other people and then use it on our social. This yeah. would be really good. Um, it's, it's a lot cheaper than making all these videos. Right. 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 And so. Um, I got on TV and one of the things what that was your first TV appearance. It was just a CNBC, CNBC. about Apple or something like yeah. that. But like, it was like everybody on CNBC is super boring and like, totally. I'm like, came nobody cares. And I'm like from the entertainment industry. Yeah. So I'm like, this isn't about like, people don't care about like what the stock price is right. and how the chart looks, you know, yeah, people want to know like, why the iPhone is doing amazingly well yeah. and what's so cool about this phone, because that's really the investment. It's not really about, you know, it's like the thing I'm, I'm like, I'm the biggest Tesla bull right. in the you world. You have been bullish on and, Tesla though for But I'm like the guy decade. that everybody, you know, has yeah. to identify who believes in Tesla and Elon Musk. So it's like me and Elon Musk against the world. And well, that's good. You're in but good it's company. like, I drive around this Tesla and I'm like, this is the most incredible car ever. I mean, the technology is incredible. I'm going up on Monday to see their full self-driving uh, yeah. presentation. And, and this is the future. I mean, I'm like, literally, it's insane. Like I went to the factory. Oh my God. So, and, so how does that play out from your view of Tesla? I mean, obviously cutting edge way ahead of the time. Now we're seeing it become critical mass. Look at it, uh, look at it differently. So every, the way we invest is based off themes. So in the nineties, it was the internet and putting a PC on every desk. And then in the two thousands, mobility and, and then social media and what came out of it yeah. and search. And so like all of a sudden the internet had purpose and we could do our phones. Like this guy's on his phone the whole time. Yeah, right. So how do we make the He's phones better? So there. then we were really into phones um, and laptops and things that like mobility. And now that's kind of played itself out. You know, everything you can watch TV now, you can do anything. anywhere, you know, like um, any channel anywhere in the world. And, and you're like, wow, this is pretty good. So like what's next? And so that's always the challenge with technology. And I kind of think every decade has its own thing and we're a starting a new 
decade. So you go like, what's the biggest problems in the world? And one is climate change. So, you know, whether you want to accept it or not, and there's a small percentage of people who are super ignorant yeah. and, and don't go outside, I guess, and don't realize wherever you are in the world, you're being affected by climate change. And I'm super scared of it because, you know, we grew up here and we remember what it was like, you know, yeah, it was very different uh, how much weather. sand was on the beach in Malibu back then and yeah. or whatever. That and freaks you out. How much rain we had this broad, winter. Broad beach what, freaks you out, right? I mean, well, there is no beach. It should right. be broad rock. Ooh, and, right. you know, but that's, and, and, that's your. Yeah. I mean, I would go out there as a kid. This. And 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 what I'm scared of, because I know the science is that the, what most of what we thought five or 10 years ago was like a certain path that we could like get through our lifespan and maybe our kids lifespan and then it'd be a big problem. But what's happened is it's condensed itself into like the next 25 years. So like nobody can deny that it's going to affect their life in the yeah. next 25 years, especially let's say a real estate company where like you sell people their houses. This is like where they build their families and you want them to have a great experience and you're selling a 30 year mortgage. So like if you sell uh, somebody a house with a 10 or 20 or 30 year time horizon and let's say they live up north where the fire area is all of a sudden the set of dynamics that you're thinking about in buying a home are completely different and if you're buying a home and you're not like I, I've heard a lot of insurance companies are pulling out right now of California fire sure, insurance. For they example. have to, I mean. and, and, and the math just doesn't make sense when you burn up Malibu and the average house is yeah, I mean, four or five million dollars and you lose 400 houses. They're like, forget it. Yeah, we're forget out. it. I mean, the PG&E problem, you yeah. know, um, does the state pay for all this? PG&E just goes, I'm bankrupt. So we're dealing with this every day. And what about the next fire next year? And, 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 the, and actually this year, even more carbon emission has come out than last year, despite all the efforts people are making. So we're not denting the problem. Yeah, still. that's interesting. So it's in not my even, mind, it's a drop like, in the bucket. Renewable from energy and solutions are not just a great investment opportunity, but a necessity. Yep. It's, it's, not it's like, a survival right, mechanism so like as well. People who attack Tesla are being very short-sighted. You know, they don't understand. We want to support this company. The government actually funded Tesla to create this solution. It was the only company out of all of Obama's baby pet renewable projects that became that successful and and paid everything off and, and, is, and is making a huge dent. Every day, Tesla um, makes a thousand cars and that's a thousand people that will never buy gas again. And, yeah. and you know, it's a huge impact and, and production is going higher. Is, is cars alone going to make a significant no, impact? No, not or at all. It's just one cars are piece. one big piece of the pie piece. because you get on the 405 freeway uh, okay. on a Friday that's afternoon. Big. Right now, every freeway around here is just packed and every car is what we call an ice car. It's an internal combustion engine car. And everyone is emitting CO2 and you're going seven miles per hour. Now think about how dumb this is. Okay, I literally get in my car, I push on autopilot in the same traffic, I have no emissions, and I've and you can literally fall asleep. It drives so well. And and it's like and humans are the worst drivers. I mean, this is <laughs> So many people die every year. Sixty thousand people die in car accidents. This is a, this drunk is a commercial for Tesla well, and, uh, and the world. It's just a fact. It's not just Tesla. It's it's self driving technologies. Yeah. It's it's renewable energy. So solar energy Solar's now huge, is obviously. a better return than any other energy. So if I open a solar plant right now, I the yield per cost is better than a coal or natural gas plant. There is so no reason let's open ever it. again. Are they, are. they are open and we're investing they, in this. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> next era energy, you know, like public, big public companies are building uh, solar building renewables all over California, all over. Um, there's plenty of great places to do it. Um, there's no reason to build 
like a natural gas facility anymore because you'll make a lower return than investing so the in business, renewable. The business model is better now with it renewable. It is, and, and it's, it's taken a long time to get there. And, and so all of a sudden, you know, we have to have a, a, a series of things happen. So you have renewable energy that powers renewable transportation, for example. Um, you know, planes are a big issue. The amount yeah. of pollution is coming out of planes. And, you know, is there an electric solution? I don't know. But there, there's definitely efficiencies that, that can be made. Um, there's so much in the emerging markets um, with like air conditioner systems, things like that. So when you start you know, attacking the problem on a bigger level, there's definitely yeah. solutions. So that's that's the good news. Yeah. The bad news is I'm fighting like tooth and nail every day against the oil industry, the car dealers, the um, uh, the train companies, yeah. everybody the on the pipeline. other side of that. They hate me. I mean, and it's like I don't care about your money. You've made your money for a hundred years. A hundred right. years, Exxon's made money, you know, billions just like Philip Morris and their billions. cigarettes, you know, for a hundred years, you've made money Aren't killing people with cigarettes. cigarettes. Well, they're betting they own weed now, you know, Philip Morris bought Kronos. That's smart. Um, that was something I wanted to ask you about, yeah, how cannabis, we're big in cannabis plays yeah. into what you see going forward, obviously. Well, that's a different I, side of the spectrum, but uh, yeah, yeah, but it, it just says an investment side, you're talking about Tesla renewable energy. What do you think about, there's still no banking system around the, right. it. It should be legalized everywhere and should be taxed. That's so, my view. So, Tax El Chapo, tax them all, tax, right. tax, tax well, Pablo, and then put it into the schools and renewable energy and anything else. Uh, that's city, my personal yeah, the city view. The LA you know, made sixty-two million. Governor, yeah, no, I totally agree. And, that's and my. That's my. So weed is more a newer tax development. Pablo, you know, that's my. That's um, my. Uh, and it's creating a lot of jobs. Logo. Um, but what's your take on how long it's going to take to get legalized? How long it's going to become legit? Well, weed is legal here in California. Well, right. But I mean, I'm everywhere. I'm right Banking. When's um, the banking? Can we start a bank, Ross? Um, Cannabis bank? Of no, because it's federal. Uh, it's a federal why, charter. That's right. Um, but why don't they so let it? There's what a new act. On? It's called the Safe Banking Act that they're trying to pass right now um, and get through Congress. And Trump, he's got to sign it. So I don't know. But, um, but there's money involved. You know, so there was a deal last night. A company called Canopy, which is dominating the industry, which is owned by Constellation Brands. So we own stock in these companies. And so Constellation is one of the biggest alcohol companies in the in the world. Okay. And they own Corona and Modelo here in the United States okay. and High yep. West Distillery. One of my I own a bunch of stock in this company and, and and they bought this company called Canopy, which I own stock in too, which is the largest Canadian marijuana company. And they took that money now and they bought Acreage Corporation last night for three or four billion. Acreage is a big a U.S.-based dispensary growth operation, okay. which has John Bonner on the board of directors, the, okay. the prominent Republican, and he's no dummy. The he wants to make some money. Based off closing when marijuana is legalized in the United States, I've never it's seen subject a, to that. Yeah, Ooh, I've never a seen nice a seven and a half year contingency. Yeah, um, that'd be good. Yeah, it, and and because they know something, because they know something that. Everybody in America should know that our government is for sale. You book a room at the Trump suites here in Washington, D.C., bring a bag full of money, and any law can be passed. I mean, this is America. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Hey, by for the sure. way, Ross. Ask John Ledger, though, at T-Mobile. That's always been America. No, no, yeah, no. You didn't has. have your own hotel across oh, right. the street from your, the White House. You didn't House. have Obama hotel. Na no. But across you, you had Obama private suite somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, come on. And everything You've else. never had your own hotel. I mean, Washington, Jefferson, they couldn't think of something as good as that, yeah, right? Well, I'll have a hotel. 
Hate, okay, hate, you know, what is it? Don't hate the player, hate I the know. game. Well, uh, the T-Mobile merger is now in doubt, and John Ledger was criticized for spending so much time and money at the Trump Hotel. And I'm, I was like, John, you know, we're friends on Twitter. And I was like, John, and now he's not friends with me because I've been criticizing him. But um, I'm like, you know, go stay there another weekend, you know? Yeah. Go, go hit some golf balls. This is this makes me think about, you have something so, to add so, to that? So marijuana will be Lee. legalized either by the Democrats, Republicans, or both because there's too much money in it. Don't and, get and it's, it's billion. I have never seen so much money. So like, I deal mostly with public markets, but I see the private markets. And and so what's happened here it's is too big you, for the you're government going to from a business that was illegal that was doing 40 or 50 billion dollars a year to now it's legal and legal people can now make this 40 or 50 billion dollars a year and we've got to get everybody to switch over. It's kind of like when iTunes came out. How do we get everybody who's downloading, downloading for free to use for free iTunes and, pay a dollar, you know, yeah. and it's a big process to do that. So you've got companies like MedMen that you know came yeah. out of the gate. Um, well, they're, they're corrupt they're and all struggling, that. They're struggling, aren't they? Um, supposedly. Um, uh, they're not struggling at all oh, in the I sense I read of, something. of growth. They're struggling in the sense of, of maybe honesty because there's uh, so much money. What... See, when there's so much money in, in an industry like pot, you have two types of players, what we call crooks and honest people. <laughs> and so um, it's very, very hard. The honest people that have gotten into the business, most of them are all business guys. Yeah. They're guys from Warren, whatever, and they see the opportunity. Yeah, they they don't to... smoke pot even. You know, they're like the guy from Tilray. You know, these are guys that are entrepreneurial, that see the business just like yeah. Alcar Tobacco. They're they have the same background. See an opportunity. Um, and then you have guys who are like the ex-hippies who all of a sudden get like a $30 million funding round. And they're like, I guess 10 or 15 might disappear. You know, so you got to watch out. Um, a lot of deals are going down and it's just like crypto where everybody gets so excited and, and that's where people lose money their money, it. you of know, course, quickly. There's always that, the, you know, the get rich quick scheme. And uh, yeah. Speaking about uh, marijuana, social media and Tesla, what do you think when uh, Elon went on Rogan and this stuff yeah. went down 10%? You know, Emily Chang asked me that Lisa, on Bloomberg on TV. Like that, you know, she, she's like, well, what do you think about Elon Musk smoking pot? And I go, you know, what I really wanted to say, you know, I couldn't say, um, which is, was like, really, Emily, like, you don't smoke pot, you know? Like, it's such a big um, deal. And Give she might not smoke pot, actually. She's pretty straight. And, but I, but I, you know, this was during the time of the Me Too stuff really coming down, which blew my mind. Like, there were stories that blew my mind, like what happened at CBS. And, you know, and I said, you know, when your With CEO, Les, Les Moonves, yeah, well, has, like, he's raping girls in his office, and you're worried about smoking a, one puff with Joe Rogan on a podcast. Like, so the, what the is your, yeah, like, what, so what matters? Down. Like, if I'm a shareholder of well, CBS, I'd be, down. like, following lawsuits left and right. Like, people have lost a lot, of billions of dollars because of less in his group of wild men from the past like eight days or whatever you know it's the unbelievable savages. they're totally i mean this is like a business like a you know 30 billion couch. dollar company you know? like i can't even imagine especially in this day and age too you know like I, I can't, I mean, everything's recorded. Everything's done. I mean, look For at sure. this Robert Kraft. You know, he's like. Can't get away with anything. He's like going to the massage parlor next to Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, and, and boom. And they're like, we're releasing the video. And it's like, Poor who's going to watch that, right? Like everybody. It's going to break the everybody. internet. Yeah. It would be huge. They're like, why would they release that? <laughs> like, of like, course. Well, he doesn't want to plead guilty, you know? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's nuts. Yeah. That's a whole So anyways, thing. the Elon Musk smoking pot seems really minor. Yeah. 
relative to like Robert Kraft, you know. So I, I just meant more along the financial side. How it like the stocks dip? Didn't the stock dip ten percent? Well, day? yeah, the, the stock has not done well because Elon doesn't give a crap, you know. So this, you know, I'm going up on Monday. I'm going to be up there, and what do you mean? And he they're begging me to talk to him. See, he's not way, driven by the stock price. Is no, that what he's mean? not driven by the stock yeah. price. Elon, but he cares. He's obviously he's all in. Well, right, but so. He's a supremely confident fellow, you know. He's accomplished things that are hard to imagine, you yeah, know, like you landing that Falcon Heavy with three rockets that actually come back to Earth and land sure. is an engineering feat that I, I, I things just that can't even. Things that people would say are impossible. It, they are impossible. That, and he, it's it's he literally impossible it what he's done. Um, and last year, he almost killed himself getting the factory up. You know, yeah. the Tesla was in trouble last in year for real. It's in no, in, up in Fremont. Oh, they, up they just couldn't get production up. It was all screwed up. And this guy, Jerome Gillion, who's running Tesla now, um, the, the operation part, um, kind of saved Tesla. He put up that, they call it the tent, but it's really a structure in the parking lot. And they just started making cars there. They started and, pumping them and out. He, yeah, he, he put up a regular car assembly line instead of all this robot crap they were yeah. trying to do. And and he saved the company and, and saved the the really the financials of the company and and now their production is is quite good um so so elon revels in causing controversy because on social media that's how you get views and he has like 26 right. million fans and, and it works for he's me got a too following. And, he's a brand yeah um, and, and the thing is is like people don't understand that's like a business strategy like his fight with the sec what an idiot oh my god yeah. and i'm like dude it's like the rolling stones you know they got arrested in 1966 and for drugs and it was like yeah. this whole scandal and they're gonna put Mick Jagger in jail and all this stuff yeah. and it made them huge it, you know it was like they were huge after that um, so saying F you to the government, especially in this day and marketing age, tactic. gets a lot of fans, actually. <laughs> you know, so social media is really weird. You know, I deal with this, too. Like, I was really yeah, upset. Yeah, you're very controversial in what yeah, you say. Yeah, controversial. And they make up complete lies about you and then just repeat it enough that so that it think becomes like a fact in their mind. What's you know? the biggest lie they told you? Right now, they're saying that I lied about where I went to college. So SMC, know, right? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> you know, there's. Well, what they said is that I say that I went to Wharton, but I didn't go to Wharton. I went to Penn, and that yeah. and that's what I've always said. But yeah. I took classes at Wharton. I have this thing called a concentration because I took a bunch of classes yeah. there. But they're like, so they just say talking. that I said this. Got it. And it's well, like, isn't that interesting? Isn't and that and what's they, going but on? They, in, uh, but politics? see, if you post it and you post it and you post it. It, it's it's mean like, fake news, Ross. Right, Are we talking but fake you know news, we counter Ross? it. Like we know how to counter <laughs> fake news. So like I have a whole system that I can't talk about publicly to make sure that yeah. our interests are protected. And and so like. You know, social media is a war. It's a war zone, and you have to be prepared to fight this war. <laughs> well, you're because, very combative on it. You're all over it. Yeah, you're, but it's like today I had a tweet that went crazy. It's, I'm up to almost two million say? views. It's about if how much money you save on 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 gas versus electric, which is about two hundred dollars a month, and that if you save that over the course of ten years, you could actually pay for the Tesla for free. And and so that went viral. And this guy just loves uh, Tesla. No, I want people to you. buy the car and stop driving around their, their, their you know, Ford Explorers from 87. I think you've got to be hired. You, you should be the VP of communications for Tesla. That, that might happen. You might need you know, to retire. I'm going up there on Monday. I might have to do that. If, if, they, if I, they should. They should be giving I you. I don't really want to do that. <laughs> I don't. I mean, it, would be, like, it would be a big check. You? It would take a big check. They would come after you big well, time. I you think, think that's you're part a troll on social media now. They'd be talking so much. But, you know, so the way social media works that kind of sucks is that if people like what you do, they might push like. But if they don't like what they do, they say, oh, you're horrible an effing whatever. You lie about everything. You're a horrible person. So you're getting that all day long. Well, Negative. I have, there's literally groups 
of people from short sellers to oil industry people to car industry people that just hate are me going after and you. go after they me want all to day. tear you down yeah, they, they, want... they don't like me at all and and you know I, I, I do get threatened and stuff and it's fine because it's that's social ridiculous. media you know it's you like just, it is what that's it is. just part of what it is so it's a war so and Elon's good at that war. I'm pretty good at it. Social media has helped your business a lot, huge, though, right? I mean, it's helped. So how do you reconcile uh, being in a conservative financial yeah. business? Now, look, I know you from both. I know you more personally, your non-social media persona. I mean, you have a very conservative, non, non, no-nonsense, smart approach, sort of with a modern twist in terms of your personality, your take on investing, your Social media persona is quite controversial and combative. You get on TV, I see you're fighting, politics. You're fighting yeah. with everyone. You're not afraid to bash anybody on any side of any political statement. Um, I know oh, you love Trump. With them. So how do you reconcile that? How do you, what's you just feel like part of it is a persona and part of it, when it gets down to investing, you it's a totally different world and you're well, focused. Well, people invest with me because I make money. So if I wasn't pe making people money, I wouldn't be here. I, I wouldn't you know, exist. So, you know, I, I would rather be a musician, to be honest. Yeah, so I'd but you can't make money doing coach. that. So it's like, uh, it was hey, like we poverty. Can we can not, jam right? out. That's no, I have my band. You know, I still I know play you have the band. The, the Danger I Band. last Saturday. I'm still recovering. Um, the Danger Band. The Danger Band, yeah. Well, he's an amazing blues guitarist and singer. Um, yeah, it's sometimes exhausting and you don't He's really trying make to like money. have the Jim Morrison live through him. Yeah. He lived in Venice for, for his whole say. He had a hell of a run in Venice. Single back life. to that again. Huh? That bachelor yeah. life in Venice yeah, that he was lived was, was, was historical. It was a good run. It was 10 years ago. That was a good run. Um, was it 10 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... I've been married 11 years, so that was the beginning I, of I, I living, have this living philosophy that... <laughs> Um, my ultimate goal isn't just to be a rich guy. Okay. So in LA, like you have all these rich guys. Okay. Thank you. You're cool. You know, like these guys, um, no, I mean, you work your whole life. You have money. Great. You know, thanks. You know, we, we have, so to me, that's nice, but what, what can you do? What is your life about? What's your purpose? What, what is your life about? So, you know, I've always wanted, so even as a musician, like I wanted to make a difference. Like, so if I can build a company where I can help people, no matter what their wealth level is, save and invest their money, yeah, I can help a lot of people. We have 5,500 clients. We grow every day. Whether you have $0 or $20 million, we have a solution. And that's really um, unique because it's, like, it, it's we're most the only of ones them doing won't touch it, really. you unless you're making millions or it's whatever. It's a million dollar minimum or yeah. like 250 whatever or whatever. But like, if I'm going to help like people in your staff, which we have tons of clients like you guys, and though, you know, no, these guys are rich. Don't, does, don't, but don't you fool gotta yourself. start somewhere. Everybody, I started with zero. You know, I started with those couple shares that my that I got when I was thirteen, and 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 you know, I saved and invest my money for the last I don't know thirty five years or whatever. But if you start investing now in technology companies, for example, or real estate or whatever, um, you will be wealthy in twenty years. In, in twenty five years, it's it, you can't expect that you're just going to get rich quick. We get a lot of clients who just like, get oh, I want to get into pot stocks because I can make yeah. you know like ten times more money or twenty times more money. And I'm like, yeah, you could also lose it all. And 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 lottery tickets is not a way to build. Wealth, like you just have to accept right. time. Now, the good news is people are living a really long time. So you actually have things rigged in your favor. So when you think about <laughs> so as long a, as we don't burn up, going back to climate change, but <laughs> if we can avoid burning God. up, um, let's say the average lifespan might be 100 years now. 
So if a young God, person today um, takes care of themselves for the most part, um, I think that it doesn't ride bird scooters too much. You might live to a hundred. Oh, you can die on those for sure. Yeah. I, I know. I know. They don't tell I you. I can't they don't, stay. As much as I love the idea, I just hate they're littering every they're littering our city. I think it's a they're everywhere. Idea. They're yeah. everywhere. And not just bird. And every bikes company. And, and this and bikes that. And, and, and on every corner, yeah, they're dropping in litter. front of your car. You know, yeah. listen, it's crazy. Um, anyways, I don't want to get into my bird yeah. rant, but, um, <laughs> so if we don't burn up, you've got time. And so if you're 30 today, like the fact that you don't realize you need to worry about like something when you're 68 or 70, that's when you really need to worry about money. So I have people come in, they're 70 and they got like 200 grand and I'm like, you're screwed. I mean, you're not retiring. It's like, you know, a lot of like times it's real estate agents too. I bet. You know, uh, there, there's, uh, I have a couple of clients like this. They're, they're, they're older women and they're independent and they just never saved a lot of money. And, you know, they, they're still working and they're sort of like, what's my way out? I've got 250,000. I'm yeah. like, it just doesn't work. You're 65 yeah, yeah. years old. Like I can't make time up, you know? So I do what we can. We, we try to help out and they sell a house here and there and that's how they supplement their income. And that, and that, that is retirement for 95% or 99% of people basically have to just keep is, working. There's some sort of work involved, and you income. know, hence the sharing economy. They got the sharing economy is really sort of like, I need extra money. Right. Yeah. And, and it's sad because you do see a lot of these older people now working different places that aren't great jobs. And it's because they have to, you know, and social yeah. security is definitely not enough. So, so all you guys can be very wealthy. There's nothing stopping you. And people get really mad when I said, I tweeted that by accident. It was like, I said something, it was very, it was very uh, insensitive of me to say that. You I was sensitive? Like, what you well, say? I was like, kind of like, there's no reason for people not to have money because no matter how much money you ha make, if you save something and you're in, in the last 30 or 40 years in the stock market have been amazing. Like if you just bought like anything in the stock market over the last 30 or 40 years, you've made a very good return. Yeah. And so yeah. if you just save like your $50 a month, $100 a month. And some, you, but some and, people and can't. A lot of people can't. I mean, you should but most people don't want something. to. We have many clients that you would consider don't make a lot of money who save a save lot of money. Plenty, I'm sure. Okay? And I'm they sure. figure out ways to They're do thrifty, this. Yeah. If 50% of the people, no matter what their income That's level, true, yeah. save money. And, and vice 50 versa. 50% don't. Yeah. Actually, rich people are the most annoying the clients. Yeah, yeah. The worst. Spend I'm like, so dude, much. you make a million dollars and you have nothing. And, and I do this all the time. And it's like, and they're like, well, I got this, I got that to pay for, I got this to pay for. I go, what, you think you're special? Everybody has those bills. You yeah. just, you don't have a margin here, you know? So before you go off to Mallorca for four weeks, right. you know, maybe that 30 grand <laughs> should go into your IRA or something, yeah, you know? Yeah, and well, they're like, smart. horrible idea. Horrible. I'm out, Ross. Yeah. And, and then, you know, and I'm like, I'll, I'll email you from the, from I'll the be yacht. at work, you know? Yeah. Thanks for the Instagram photo, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, Living large in the yacht yeah, with you know, I, what's People up? are like, oh, I, I should go to Mallorca more, you know. I, I, I have all this money. I don't go anywhere. Well, there I, you I go. end up working. Oh, there no, you go. Um, and we have this conversation. Oh, I, I have this conversation. Well, with Dan, Danny's all the time. a victim of overspending too. Me? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh, you have three kids in private school. See, I sent mine to public school. Yeah, you know, and I was like, it's just probably good money. for them. Oh, seven hundred thousand dollars through sixth grade. 
So the fact that my kids go to public school, kindergarten through sixth, will save me and my wife $700,000. At least. 700000 Now That's think about that. More You're going that, on a tour of like Brentwood or Crossroads, kindergarten, you know, where they have like <laughs> gold-plated <laughs> basketballs, you know? You know this, yeah. Danny, right? Like, I literally, oh, yeah. they're like, oh, check out the uh, music room for your child. Just in case it's Beethoven, yeah. we have Stradivarius <laughs> violins. And, we, you know, and I was like, really? My kid just bangs on my guitar, you know? <laughs> And, and, and I was like, yeah, the like, technology and, and, lab, oh, the Bill Gates technology oh, lab. And you should see the drama, you know, the stage. Yeah, and it's man. like, oh, Mary Poppins herself teaches here. And, and I was like, you know, my kid's going to public school. And then the scandal broke, right? The college admissions Ooh, scandal. Wee. This is my favorite thing really, in the world. You must love talking about oh, that. I don't like talking about it because... But I, because you know, I Ugh. I kind of know some of these people not directly, but yeah, of it's course, of our course. world. So I don't talk too much. But what I love about it is that they got caught, and that yeah, they got, they got caught at a time where the government wants to show that everybody's equal, right? That's and so it was a horrible time to get caught because any other time <laughs> nobody fine. would care. No one you know, like, like, yeah, nobody been would doing ever this for hundreds care. of years. Oh, you bribed to say you're on the crew team. Yeah, pay, like, pay all like, is that cool? Oh, my daughter's never thrown a javelin ever. Yeah. It was like, really? Little Cindy's 5'2", 85 pounds, and she's right. on the sumo right. team. Yeah, you know, Jake like, Schwartz is uh, playing middle it. linebacker for like, USC. This has been going on for, like, ever. For so now the government's probing this even deeper. Oh, it's great. It's great. So they're not just, like, going for the first group they're going for Deeper. like everybody else and i'm sure people are bribing their way into kindergarten for sure yeah. oh you think oh, you, i went through this i just went through it I, I was so outmatched in that whole process because i thought people would just let my kid in for being smart yeah, you know no. i was like yeah oh, you don't, don't you want the smart kids oh, just you know? another another smart, smart smart another smart Ponzi. jewish kid from the right. west side don't you want smart your dad There's who might donate knows. money yeah. i don't know isn't that good enough they're like, no, you didn't write like 40 letters and bribe your way in, I guess, you know? You didn't sponsor the, uh, the new gym. Yeah, public school. Public school, so, LAUSD, so, there you go. Yeah, it's 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 been great other than the attendance uh, policies they have there. You can't take your kid to Hawaii, I guess. And then they, it's illegal, actually. It's illegal. They can put you in jail. What are you talking for, about? Yeah, they were just saying Camilla Harris's biggest regret is signing into law the truancy laws that in L.A., if you, if you don't take your kids send your kid, if you take your kid to Hawaii for too long, they can put you in jail. That could hurt you. Are you going to be on your I didn't know. Mallorca? I got a very serious letter. This was after the teacher strike. Oh, and the, they were out for week, trip? right? Or is that the no, this Amalfi was Hawaii. Coast? This was Hawaii. Oh, Hawaii. Um, <laughs> And and they go, you can't just take your kid to Hawaii. Are you serious? And I said I was going through a very tough emotional time, and I don't have an emotional support animal. It's my children. <laughs> and and they were like, oh, that's a good answer. And I was like, that's listen, a good answer. I, I couldn't have a nervous breakdown. I was having a nervous breakdown. So did they like arrest you when you got off the plane? No, from they sent me a very sternly worded letter that yeah. I could be arrested. You could be arrested. For truancy laws and. And At the Honolulu airport, they're coming to get they you. They did, I swear. They're coming after you. Here he's well, at America's so Most Wanted. Was sick. So then my kid's sick and puking. I'm like, you got to go. You got to suck gotta it go. up, buddy. So they go sick. It that's was like a... saving Private Ryan, like dragging him off the beach. into. So you know, that's, his, his that's the class. consequence. Send your kid sick now because if you miss school, that's, they're that's not going to the, the brilliance of the policy is then all the parents force their sick kids to go to school so and they don't get in trouble. All the time. And then they get more people yeah, sick so everyone's and less funding. So I tried to explain that theory to them. <laughs> that didn't go over well. I was like, let me tell you an idea. 
One kid gets five kids, six, you lose five days yeah. versus the I, one kid I, you don't. We are tardy like every day. I don't know. We'll probably get Oh, expelled. they shut the fence and lock it at, at public school. No, it's, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that part. We would it. be kicked out. My wife is so bad at that stuff. So it's like, it's great watching her panic every morning. Oh, every morning. She's running. She's sprinting. We gotta go. The good bell's thing going. She's, the bell's she's going off. I'm like, geez, Marcus down 400 and you're worried about a bell. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I lost like 10 grand in the last yeah. five minutes. <laughs> Get there on time, honey. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. Get your chain yeah, cutters. It's, it's a good day. So oh, markets rally. I'm so bad, tell I'm me a uh, big picture about the markets and what you see going on and moving forward in the next couple of years and your so take I'm, on both your firm and where it's going and the markets in general. So I have bad, bad news that I have to tell you that don't I think tell we're getting us, four more years of Trumpy. Um, you know, and they're not going to impeach him. Oh, you know, these Democrats aren't even smart enough to impeach the most corrupt president in American history. Like Nancy, what's her name, was like, oh, I mean, Pelosi, uh, uh, Pelosi. Oh, you love it's, Pelosi. It's it, no, I don't. It's political <laughs> risk. It's too much. It's not worth our effort to impeach Donald Trump. It's too much political risk for us. And I was like, there has never been a worse. Like, oh, he's a horrible person, and like he's caging thousands of children. Like, it's it's embarrassing how bad we look every day in the government in the world. Um, and so here, this guy's super corrupt, and they don't want to go through it. They have a you know four hundred page report about obstruction of justice, and 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 I don't think Trump colluded. I think they were too dumb. I think that Mueller realized that Don Jr. and Donnie were just too dumb to really collude. Like they couldn't really prove it. They were more used by Russia than colluded. So they didn't and, even know they were colluding. No, they were so Putin dumb. is the smartest man on earth. I mean, this guy has destroyed England. He's, he's screwed us everybody. up. And just just with social media, you know, um, Putin is really want to party with that guy right now nah, he's weird man <laughs> uh, i mean you know most if you look at most world leaders today they're really the messed up i mean it's happen. we have the worst governments in the world with corruption and Ugh. oh my god it's you know i i yeah so uh, anyway I, you know i think one of the rules should be no politics but this is so fun politics are great this is um, so fun so to hear we're that. gonna get trump for four more years and that's good for your business and it's good for mine because the democrats have this stupid notion that it's all rich people's fault and so but but pelosi and the democrats are rich well, Clinton's first of all, Bernie Sanders rich. makes over a million dollars a year. Okay, so this guy's I mean, like, oh, so F the 1%. I'm like, you are the 1%. You, are, you could you're have the donated 950000 yeah. to charity right. and taken the 50000 you want to give back, give back. Yeah. No one's stopping you. And he's like, oh, Nancy no, Pelosi he gives nothing to charity. You know, I was like, yeah. Clinton stole listen, stroke listen, checks for hundreds of millions. Listen, all these politicians have money. such a joke. But it's more the concept that I have to be extreme left or extreme right. And most people are actually in the middle. And like, so we're all stuck on this train. Of, of extremes it's awful and so the solution to trump isn't going to socialism where we have to have a basic universal income and everybody gets health care and all of a sudden this is starting to look really like a mao type chinese yeah, thing right Would and i'm like my children be, you don't understand capitalism works like the marijuana business for example how many jobs are being created how much opportunity capitalism works i'm seeing people making a lot of money kids making a lot of money had nothing you know it, it, it's hard to make money it's hard to get ahead for um, sure and it shouldn't so be hard. easy because it, and then it wouldn't happen you know so we have to have a better system and there's definitely flaws in our system so to deny that i think is ignorant no, of course but, of course but attacking 
people who are successful and expecting them to pay for everything or be, you know, some While sort you're of attacking them. And also like <laughs> making capitalism not cool. Like a bad thing. It's a bad philosophy, you know. Yeah. Um, and we have so many examples of where socialistic ideas have failed, including France, which is a disaster. I mean, it's oh my apart. God. I, I mean, they're burning down their 800 year old church even now. And, and it's like, it's not safe there for uh, people like my, I'm a Jewish guy and yeah, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not, not that safe Jewish and, friendly and, there, and, and, for sure. and people are unhappy and, and, you know, you have a system that was built around a very socialistic kind of idea and I, you know, so capitalism works to me. And, and so to Trump's the- credit, um, y- you know, he is very pro business and, and it is good for He's the economy. He's a business guy, of um, course. I don't know if he's a business guy. Yes. I, I, what do you mean? You don't know. Of course he, he is. Come on. Tell me something he's done that's worked. It's I, it's, it certainly wasn't it's it's casinos in, in New Jersey. How about that Trump uh, casino in he's Vegas? Poor. You think he's, he's making he's money? Not a well, he inherited. Guy. His dad was was very smart. True. He, he inherited all of it. He, he, he inherited a lot money. of it. His dad his gave him a bunch makes of money. money. Just his brand alone. That's true. And he I had mean, a good run too. I'm not trying to take that away from him. He's a business guy. He's a TV guy. Come on. He was a TV guy. Yeah. He He's was a very successful TV guy. For sure. Um, the Apprentice was his Huge. biggest thing. He was making tens tens of millions on Huge. that. Huge. You know. But smart. Um, but a business, I that's a smart business. It Whatever it is. Yes. He's a business guy. He's, He's a, a marketing guy. He's a putz. He has, does some sense. He's got himself he to shouldn't talk. He just shouldn't talk. I think I love what he says. I know, it's He's very entertaining, hysterical. but he shouldn't um, talk. It just gets himself in the trouble. He shouldn't be president is Correct. really the problem. If someone uh, wants to talk like that, you shouldn't be president. about the theory why he got into running? Because of Gwen Oh, I thought it was because of Obama making fun of him or whatever. Yeah, yeah. she was actually making more money than him in the same network. Oh. And, he got <laughs> and the first campaign thing that he did, as it was a joke. Gwen Stefani. And then that would piss me off when Gwen Stefani made more money than me. That I was got it. pissed. Yeah, yeah of all people, right? Yeah. Now it's amazing the jealousy in a network. You know when because on when you're on TV, you kind of see it. Like I'm not threatening they're to them because I'm not competing. trying to get their job. Yeah, but like every minute, Are you, you know, every show is like a war for these people. They care a lot. You know, that's why attacking the media is a very bad idea, actually, um, because they care a lot. You know about what they're doing. Um, but going back to the economy and stuff in the markets, it's all predicated around interest rates. So my, my, my basic theory right now um, is I was very bearish last year about the Fed. And, and, and the Fed has a very difficult job because we're coming out of an unprecedented period of time in post-recession um, uh, in that we printed money and we had zero yes. interest rates. And when you have zero interest rates, you create easing. certain types of behavior that can be dangerous. And because of lending laws, we didn't really see too much dangerous behavior uh, because it was too hard for them to do that. And so we really got ourselves a pretty good economy. But with that, we created certain things that are very different than the periods before it. And right. in the periods before it, we had inflation that would average three to 4% and growth at three to 4%. And, and, and there were certain expectations, but because of technology and because of companies like Amazon and globalization, inflation essentially is not an issue. And, and so with the Fed thinking that their main goal is to fight inflation, they essentially have to understand that this inflation isn't really coming very easily. So even though we've printed trillions and trillions of dollars into the system, a lot of that just went right back into treasury bonds for safety because people aren't comfortable investing and growing their businesses because they're so insecure. So 
We never really got that super growth. We still really haven't gotten it, even with tax reform. And so companies are so conservative about allocation of capital. It's unbelievable. There's so much cash. Um, it, it's so really, just it's billions sitting on the so sidelines. And, and so, you know, so when the Fed raises interest rates, it sucks all that cash up and, and that it makes it invest even less. Yeah. Right. And then you get a lot of times a recession. So um, almost every difficult time economically is predicated by the Fed going too far. Very good Fed people, Alan Greenspan, Bernanke, whoever, they go too far. And 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 Powell was about to do that. So in December, when he raised rates, the market collapsed, stock market collapsed, um, real estate was dropping like a stone. Um, it, who's going to go buy a house? You know, it's like, oh, my God, you know, interest rates keep going higher. Um, so with the way they were pricing things, we p were predicting real estate would drop 20%. Now, if real estate drops 20% because rates go up, let's say, relatively 20%, yeah. um, that vastly dampens economic activity. So real estate is an incredibly important driver of economic activity. There's probably right. no more important driver in every economy in the world. So if you don't see cranes, you're not growing, right? Yeah. So when you go to like New Orleans, which is one of my favorite cities, they just don't have a lot of economic activity there. You don't see construction. You see buildings still beat up from the hurricane right. or this it's, or that. And you're like, why aren't they fixing this still stuff? Beat up. And yeah. it's just not economic for them or this or that. And and so it's not growing. And then you go to downtown LA and you try everywhere. to just go anywhere, right? And it's like cranes. And so you can tell how good a country's doing by how many cranes they have kind of how many caterpillars they have driving around kind of a nightmare actually how good it is because there's so much construction in la which is my least favorite thing because the, everywhere i live there's always construction, construction like you traffic get noise. around it yeah. and, and in one sense i hate these people in the other sense i'm like this is the economy it's better you know? than the alternative right when there's no cranes and you're poor so um so this to Trump's credit, you know, he's like banging on Powell because he knows, geez, if if we have a recession, I'm never going to be back here again. And all my Republican friends will probably get hung. So we got to stop this from happening. Um, and just to say myself on TV and many other people felt that with unprecedented period in history, the Fed has no incentive to fight inflation that doesn't exist. And one day, so Powell went on TV with, uh, uh, he was with Yellen and Bernanke. And I, I think that afternoon, Yellen took him and, and shook him, you know, cause Yellen I think is the smartest economist, you know, ever and Trump uh, fired her or whatever, got her, cause he said she was too short. You too know? short. Yeah, like, I can't have a short. Is that, is that uh, code for too smart? <laughs> Listen, he looks at people, he goes, you're, you're successful, you're not successful. He's like, yeah. why did you decide that? I, I like just, your shirt. Yeah, you like know, your it's shirt. Like, great. Thanks. You're right. You're right. I am successful now. Um, so, so Yellen shook him and said, look, look, things are different. Stop doing what you're doing, you know? And they stopped. And the minute they stopped raising rates, it was like the economy sort of just was like, oh, Took thank God. Again. Right. And it like immediately started picking up, like immediately, because everybody was holding back cash. Everybody's holding back. We're preparing for the recession. I'm selling everything because I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to lose all my clients' money. I've done this game, you yeah. know? And so it, it, you the so the minute you know that the Fed's done, which they've now said, then this capital goes right back into the markets. It goes right back into construction. It goes right back into new economic activity. And then the second thing is the trade thing with China. So the trade thing with China is one of the most important things 
that's happened economically in as long as I can remember. What the Chinese have been doing over the last five, 10 years is building companies that are better than ours. Um, so they built Tencent and Baba and, and, and every company that we have, they have they, a version of better. that's better. And so they knew that they had to protect their economy and their uh, competition so that they could get big and strong enough and wealthy enough to compete on a global level. And if they let America in too soon, we would just gobble them. Okay, and they were absolutely right. That is absolutely what was going to happen. So, so over the last, so the global trade agreements as they existed are incredibly unfair to America. They just are. We have this philosophy of exporting our capital to help grow other countries that will eventually be our customers. And then these countries don't eventually become our customers because they make their own stuff. And this is Europe as well. And it's so abusive. It's like you go to Europe and you look for any American products. It's like nothing. If you go to China, you know, you you do have American products actually in China, um, but but very few, you know, you have like, you know, you can get it like a pizza hut, you know, or whatever. (laughs) Um, You get a pair of Nikes. um, Yeah, you can get Nikes. You can get Apple. So the big brands are in China and they and they covet these brands. So the Chinese, the Chinese knew this. They love American brands. They love our culture. They name their cities after our cities. Um, China and America have absolutely no reason to have conflict. You know, we've been allies. We're allies in World War Two. They're trading people. They've never invaded other countries and stuff. You know, they look at English history versus like Chinese history, you know. They weren't imperialists. Good neighbor. Uh, well, they're traders. They want to do business, and so they they now know that they got caught with this bully Trump, who isn't going to deal with this negotiation stuff. Yeah. And and the great thing about having a crazy bully is it's very hard to negotiate with these people, and so. Um, even Kim Jong Un, you know, said, "I don't want Papa No." You know, yeah, I don't he's know too if you crazy. Saw that. He's like, he's too tough on me. You know, yeah. and 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 so Trump put these tough guys on this deal, and the Chinese actually respected this. This is the part I didn't understand. You know, and, and once I started talking to more Chinese people, see, they actually respect that. They respect authoritarianism. That's their system. Yeah. They, they don't respect democracy. Democracy is a horrible idea. You know, let people vote. Why the hell would you do that? Right. In China, Let's they tell like, them what to do. They, they don't know better. No, it's not. Chinese are, are very smart people, but they're perfectly fine being tracked and monitored by their government. They have no personal freedoms and they think of the world less as individuals like we do. So they don't mind these things so the things that we care about are just a little bit different than the way chinese people think about things um especially individual rights um so so now that this trade deal is actually going to be good and actually um i hope really even the playing field it will be a huge boon for america because it will sure. open up more markets for China, but it will also um, create a lot more activity well, between more the United export. States and China. And 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 that's, for companies like Disney, massive, massive um, Nike, you mentioned Apple, um, even things like real estate. Like how many U.S. real estate companies do business in China? How many financial companies do business in China? We would love to do business in China. Of we course. have Chinese people. I'm on China State Television. You know, it's like you know, how do I get a Chinese client? You know, right. what what form do I fill out? Right. Well, good luck. Right. It's like what's the the system you know um if jp morgan can't do it easily why can i you know 
Um, but the, you know, a Chinese bank can open up here. We got the Joe Bao connection. Yeah. We're good. Yes, <laughs> seriously. Now you got to acquire some other partner, right? But um, <laughs> but if China and America work together, the power of that economically is enormous. It will create enormous wealth for both societies over the long term because it gives us growth and it gives them expertise. You know, it gives them. Uh, so, yeah, it's, so it's, it's like a balance. It's it, it, they learn a lot from us. We learn a lot from them. And now they're developing really cool technologies and companies like Tencent which we have an investment in are, are just super interesting company wonderfully managed the, the people there work super hard um, and, and now they're sort of catching on um, uh, uh, with where the world's going and, and they're they're going to be leaders there so so if fighting them makes no sense I mean Europe has so many problems oh, that I mean Europe I actually think the mess. EU is doomed and, um, and and the future is, is Asia and the United States that's it so let's get to more fun stuff before we wrap up. What what albums are you liking? What albums do you like? It doesn't have to be new. Any? What, what, well, let's I mean, get to your music. I'm not talk about Zeppelin, but no, let's get into um, like more recent of at least the last decade. You know, I read this article so. that the guitar solo is dead, and rock bands are are like are like kind of like classical music now, and kids today, you know are sort of fine with the experiences they're given, which are basically like music videos by Beyonce instead of like rock shows. And, and I disagree with this. Um, and bands like Greta Von Fleet have come out um, in younger bands, rock and roll. Um, and I do think things go in cycles. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I'm concerned about is that um, the music industry um, has, has become so video focused and, and such and, and so less performance focused um, that we don't want to lose artists. And, and, and you see this problem like wealth inequality where you have horrible wealth inequality among artists. And if we don't support our culture, then we lose it. And that's how you got EDM kind of, you know. Yeah. So um, the idea is we have to have venues for let's say musicians to survive and and and, and, we, and you know Hollywood's a perfect example now that there's 20 streamers and there's so much work they're making like 550 shows or making tons yeah. of movies there's so like much if content. you're in Hollywood there's right so now and you're a writer and you're an actor or whatever there's more money going into yeah. that than many I've more ever opportunities. seen ever. Yeah. There's so many companies. I mean, do I work for Disney? Do I work for Apple? Do I work for who? You know, and it's like, oh, we're going to invest a billion or two billion. Um, and Netflix, I think, is investing like, you know, $12 billion or something in content. Yeah. Um, and they're it never existed before. They're a major studio. But if you're in the music industry, the music industry, they're like, oh, we're making more money than ever thanks to Apple and streaming. But the artists aren't. The artists aren't. And like Spotify went public worth, let's say, 20, 24 billion. How much did the artists get? Yeah. But Spotify only exists because there's 5 million songs on it, but they only pay, let's say, 50 of the 5 million people or songs on Spotify. So you've got this system where, as an artist, I sign up for these services because I like the eclectic music. Like, I love the fact that I can download anything, Any song from any, anywhere. Any yeah, genre. You know, I'm really into this today. Yeah, you're a true you know? fan. You're a true like, music I, lover yeah, like of Miles all genres. Davis. I've been listening to Miles Davis. Miles Davis is amazing. Of course, okay? Kind of Blue is one of my Kind of Blue is what everybody kind of knows. But if you like, it, it's one of the best albums ever. Yeah. Um, but if you just start going through random Miles Davis, you will find some Bitches really, brew. yeah. So that's, that's a good one. crazy stuff. <laughs> And Bertha Cool is what Birth I was listening to today. Cool is incredible. Um, I mean, look, you can, it can anything. There's so much. How much so does deep, Miles make, let's say, a year on streaming? And it's probably nothing, right? And so it's like, 
But the fact that that's on there is the reason I pay $10 a month. And, and yeah, I don't listen to pop music and I get that millions of people listen to pop music like this Billie Eilish. I'm listening to this Billie Eilish. I, you know, it, it's good. I mean, it's not for me, but I get, is, isn't that their person's name? Yeah. Eilish. Eilish, um, yeah. Yeah, you know, she she, uh, she played here in Venice too, uh, you know, local oh, artist. She Your literally spot. went from zero to incredibly wealthy overnight. So. To credit, okay, you have the internet, you can Technology be Technology can do that for you. Um, and it's super cool. I mean, platforms. it's a new music sound. I kind of like it. It's not for me, per se, but it's not bad either. You know, there's some bad music out there. Um, no, it's pretty good, actually. And and she, like, killed Coachella. And yeah. she was 20 minutes late and forgot the words to you her song. You were at Coachella? No, I, did, I go every year. This was the first year I didn't oh, go. You're still going to that godforsaken no, festival? No, I, I have free tickets, and, like, I know the owners, so I, it's, I, I, I have a very good experience there it's it's i don't have to do what other people do with the hagans yeah 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 they're close um, friends of our family too. yeah they're wonderful people thank you hagan family yeah for all these years and i really appreciate well that's it. worth it though um, if you go on the, the yeah uh, because VIP you know when you, when you can have the the cart take yes, you in yes, the back that's instead what we've of done too, but it, i just can't do it's it it's a better experience i can't but, do it anymore. and parking you know we can park up there in the artist parking lot it's like so my favorite thing is crap. actually hanging out in the artist area because although it's no fun anymore, you know, artists aren't any fun anymore. It, you know, it's not like Led Zeppelin days where you see like people falling out drunk and yeah, like you know, weed going out. everywhere. Yeah. You like go in there, everybody's working and serious and yeah. you know, you're so like, serious. dude, it's a job, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's a job. Music's a job. It's not, you know, you, you think you watch these documentaries, right? Um, so rock and roll has to survive and, 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 and what they're doing is they're starving artists who put their music on the platform and people do listen to it here and there, but in, in, in the scope of how much they listen to relative to Taylor Swift, you get zero. Got and it. so it's like, you know, I, and the same goes with Coachella. So let's say like 150 bands play, right. like they the cover your costs, let's say, but like, do they really make money? Like how many really make money? And it's like none Very other few. than those top like couple yeah. lines. And then they make like huge money, you know? Um, so like Ariana Grande probably makes three mil for her crappy set. And it's like, you know, there's a really good band that played for like costs basically yeah. that's four things down and it's just not fair and and not that life has to be fair but like you want to have a system that encourages artists to exist yeah. exist like a farm league and so like i think there should be a mandatory minimum payment to every artist on spotify and apple music it should just be five thousand a year ma mandatory minimum it's like your music on here they should curate it they shouldn't just let everybody on there you know they should say look you're an artist i like your music people listen to you here's a minimum payment a barrier of entry because if you we're, get a barrier we're of getting entry. the benefit of the diversity of our catalog by having you on it no yeah. matter how much people listen to it yeah. and then when you go to coachella there should be i mean Minimums maybe there needs to be like a union like do you see what the writers are oh, doing not right another now union. the writers yeah, of course yeah but another like strike if you can't get a fair deal you have the to writers do that. are trying to battle packaging. they fired they fired their all the agents yeah now this no is insane packaging. this is the dumbest idea ever i think so, it's okay. ridiculous it's, so they fired all their agents because yeah, they don't want to pay all the packaging writers. fees okay no no yeah. what they're pissed about which is rightful is that it's the same thing all this wealth is flowing down and who's getting it the agencies, right? So IMG or whatever wants to go public or CAA wants to go public. I mean, these guys are talking four or five billion dollar valuations and you got a bunch of writers making a hundred grand a year writing great shows, okay? So they're pissed. 
And they don't get royalties from Netflix and stuff. See, remember, if I wrote a good show like MASH or something like that, I could be 83 and I'm still getting like 400 grand a year in royalties. When you're on Netflix, there's no royalties. So every show today, yeah, they just pay you out. So you get paid more. So they're like, oh, we paid you 50000 or 70000 but, the but you end. don't get the income for life. And yeah. part of being an actor or writer back in the day was if you did a good commercial, if you did yeah. a good show, it the could royalties. pay you for the rest of your life. And these people aren't the most responsible savers, right? Yeah. So by changing that system, it screws writers. And, and so you get lucky once a career you write Laverne you and Shirley, you know, it's yeah. like, Oh, I wrote the Simpsons. You know, I've known people like this who, yeah. who've made fortunes, the working on one show, you know, that was a hit, you know, like the Seinfeld yeah, money just uh, never ends, you know, people or whatever, TV. Or friends or whatever. Like imagine Most if TV you were the people third. that produced or created those shows. That's why very few of them. Yeah, made and, they, several, and then they remake like Hawaii five. I mean, think about it. There's, there's probably some again? guy who wrote Hawaii five. Who's loaded. Huge right. Checks. Who, who like, Nobody would even know, yeah. you know, but he wrote the show in 1984 and they decided to keep doing it today, right? So that doesn't exist anymore. And, and many people are being heavily enriched on the production agency side and they are packaging and packaging makes sense. You know, they put it, it's called self-dealing. So, yeah. so um, expecting ethical behavior in Hollywood is like, I, I mean, you know, it's like going to a casino and expecting to win money, you know, and it's like, it's foolish. Um, Famous last words. That'd be good, good on a t-shirt. But see, the problem is like firing all the agents. So what is your next option now? You're going to you know? go to another like, agent. It's- no, you're not. It's called collusion. You think all these agencies are going to hire? No, they're all going to cut them all off. Because how much money did the writers save for their strike? Yeah. Zero. Every time you see a strike, they lose every time. Why? Because the people don't save money. They don't have money. And then how many weeks am I not going to work? Right. At some point, they got to right? go back to Three work. Three weeks. Now, the owners are like, oh, we'll wait it out. I'll sit here in the palaces in my house. How long till the writers start calling again? 59, 58, <laughs> 57. And it's like, all right, I'm hungry. Let's and I do don't it. like a real job. See, that's the other thing. How like many writers job. are going to go start working hard? You know, down at the restaurant or down, yeah. you know, at my office, they can come in. You know what time I get up? Five, five, five thirty. Writers, Gerber Kawasaki. Writers, I'm hiring right now. You know, they come, come here. They in. can come door I got knock. up early. We work twelve hours. It's fun. You know, you take financial risk every day. <laughs> yeah, you know, so so the writers have it pretty good, but they're not in a position to negotiate. So um, anyway, it's yeah. another disaster. Any other funny stories you can share with us? What's like the most craziest, funniest TV story experience? Do you have anything that comes to mind before we wrap this sucker up <laughs> that you can share? I can't share, uh, you know, so I was on a Fox show and it, it turned into a sexual harassment lawsuit between another one of the guests and, and you the host no oh, no i was just on the show you were too. just a witness i knew the i knew all the parties involved and i won't use names here but it was a fox show and i'm the only liberal allowed on fox and i haven't been on a lot lately because they finally i think but you're figured not it out. really a liberal i'm, I'm a total you're liberal i believe in all liberal causes pretty much oh please um, i do um so we're gonna tax other you other than money we're gonna tax you 80 percent. no you tax me 53 isn't that high enough it's, i mean no we're more than liberal. let's money. go to 80. well you know nope, 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 that's nope. not liberal no, liberal ways. to me is Can't like have it both ways, should immigrants be allowed into the country are, are you pro or anti-gay can we send um, them to venice to hang should out people with you? have service 
homeless dogs in restaurants. You know, I don't know. You know it's like, All right, forget it, the politics. Let's get back but, to Fox. Um, so I was Me on the too, show. Lawsuit. And so there was this woman on the show. And so I, I used to, I would go into the green room and I was like always amazed because these other guests, it's a financial show and they had no financial background at all. What do you and mean? Especially this, this blonde woman who was on the show all the time. And, and she's talking about financial. She's talking about that. finance and talking all kinds of smack. And, and she doesn't know anything. Okay. And I'm like, how is just this? Just a pretty face. Let's so put her I'm in front on of the, the camera. Show, like, you know, I, I, I can, you know, I'm a legit guy here in this business. And there was like one or two other guys. But then there was like two or three other guests that were just like. Not financial experts. Just. No, they pretended. They were pretending like this, this woman. <laughs> so I go, how, do, how does this woman get on this show? And, and you know, I, I try to befriend all these people before, you know, you don't know who they are how crazy yeah. they are so you just on tv you just try to be nice to everybody in the green room and you know maybe get lucky and they're not crazy so um so i'm trying to figure this out i'm on the show and then they ask these financial things and these people don't know anything and and, and then people in my office were like why are you on this show it's like a bunch of idiots and i was yeah. like you know honestly i don't know how these guests get picked right well one day an intern was like you know let me tell you a story, you know? <laughs> she goes, oh, you know, so-and-so is sleeping with so-and-so. And I was like, I couldn't have guessed. And that you know? was one of the financial non-experts that were talking financial. Right. She, that's how she was on the show. She was so sleeping was her, with somebody on the she, show. She was sleeping with the host. So, so her strategy was this is how she was going to get her own show. So what happened was pretty good strategy i'm not worked before no she was on the show she was she on all the work time for her and, and 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 she was flying up from like kentucky or something to new york to do the show all the time for no money and i was like why would you do this like you you don't even have an investment business or anything like I, you know i'm trying to promote my business you know right. so she was trying to get her own show, show so, right? fox, so fox so fox one day decides to kind of look in people were complaining i think or something oh, so they decide to look in they go we got to look into the backgrounds of these guests so of course they call me and they go will you be on every day this week because we're running low on guests yeah they you know, started eliminating it's like all of a sudden you we had to get a work of all of a sudden so now that somebody checked this host has been picking yeah, his there's, buddies there's and very few and left this woman now the host is married you're the last man standing yeah Oh boy. This is not good. Now, of course, I'm told the whole story by this intern, which I don't want to know. Yeah, you're like, you know? please, I wish Although I didn't know. It's pretty good. And so I'm like, this guy's an idiot, right? Yeah. Like, why would he what ever a do jackass. Like, you know how when you look at somebody and you go, that person's going to be a problem for somebody, yeah. and so stay away from them, and, and, and then that person hooks up with them? You're like, oh. you are nuts, right? Yeah. So sure enough, what do you think Fox does? They kick her off the show. Then the lawsuit comes huge lawsuit me too. huge me too story huge thing and i'm like oh and you and know i the actually end. felt bad for the guy because you know it was completely consensual i knew the whole thing right yeah. and and so oh. i was like saying a small prayer that nobody would call you me gotta be so like the investigating careful. people on fox so they investigate this host for a while and did I'm you still, get called no and the, i was like i did you're like, please people don't call didn't me. know please that i knew it. this is this is the first public airing of the story oh god they're um, calling you now it's, it's on compass so hopefully hopefully <laughs> i don't know hopefully fox doesn't listen but uh no but they dealt with it actually you know fox wasn't the issue it was the host and and they dealt with it you know pretty professionally actually but they 
they did an investigation and I was like this guy's done because it was like everybody was getting kicked out of every yeah. company and he was done but I knew he wasn't really guilty I, but he, you're done anyways like, in this day you know, age you're done not at all really they did the full investigation they they like let him keep done. his job he's back on the air he's doing great um, and they kicked her off she lost and now she's on Russian television <laughs> there she goes she's got a huge show in Moscow and her agent is that scumbag dude who sold out Jeff Bezos, uh, uh, Sanchez. Uh, oh, come uh, on. Yes, yes. Just how much scum can fall into the same tree. It's unbelievable. So she, her agent was the guy who sold the text messages of Jeff Bezos that he stole from his own sister for 250000 and he's her agent and got her on Russian oh, television classic. of all places classic sleaze. So that is the craziest story I've got. That's fantastic. So far. We could go on forever, but man, we talked renew, renewable energy, Most the beaches are gone, yeah. the, the world is burning, the financial yeah. markets, what else? I mean, yeah. Venice zero, Beach. 0% of people will listen to this top to bottom, but that's okay. Usually they break it up. I, you know? I hope like I don't a, get threats. Full, I like think a, you just broke the podcast, it's, 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 a, it's like a Netflix series. you got to take it in like six parts. Dude, good to see you as always, man. <laughs> yeah, good we'll to hang see you again too. soon. Yeah. Thank you very yeah, much. Thanks a lot. Good to have you, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was good stuff. Thank you, Ross Gerber. It's always, always fun hanging out. Hopefully we'll uh, catch up again soon. You can always find Ross Gerber, well, everywhere on TV, CNBC almost every week. But you can find him on uh, at Gerber Kawasaki or GerberKawasaki.com. That's their firm. You can always find me at DannyBrownLA.com and on Instagram at DannyBrownLA. And we have lots of cool guests coming up. Hope you enjoyed this. And just remember, we're now releasing short personal anecdotes, the deal of from my life and from my business um, every other week, a little short one. And then the next week we come back with a full blown interview. So keep listening. Please subscribe. Let other people know about it. And we really appreciate the support. All right. Talk to you soon. Thanks.